Hello and welcome. You are listening to The 1% Christian. This is the daily Bible study where we get together, we take 1% of our day, we dive into God's Word, we pray, we focus on His awesome characteristics, and then we take off into the remaining 99% to do something amazing with this life that He's given us. I am Pastor J.D. Ambrosio, studying with you through the Gospel of John. We are on John chapter 6 today, starting a brand new one. Before we get started, I want to invite you to download the Sound of Heaven app. Uh, we're about 14, 15 days in now. If you haven't done it by now, shame on you. No, I'm just kidding, but really do it. Uh, you can go to soh.church. That's soh.church. Or go to your Apple or Google Play Store, type in Sound of Heaven. There's a free digital Bible on there and a lot of good other features, including an online community. Connect with us, listen to messages, read articles. I'm going to keep selling this thing until you until you download it. No, it's a great app. If you are listening on a platform that has podcasts, give a like, give a share, give a subscribe. Helps out a ton. We see new folks jumping on every single day. So John chapter 5, we close that out. We see what's happening in Jesus's ministry. He's going around. He's healing folks. He's saying things that people have never heard before. He's disrupting the status quo in the temple, and he's drawing crowds unto himself. Some of them are the religious leaders who don't like what Jesus is doing, and others are reaching out to him because they want hope, they want healing, they want a lot of things. Today we're going to talk about the iconic story of where Jesus handles a crowd in the best way possible. He feeds them all. All of them. So let's jump right in, starting with verse one. After this, Jesus went to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a large crowd was following him because they saw the signs that he was doing on the sick. Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand. Lifting up his eyes then, and seeing that a large crowd was coming toward him, Jesus said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Jesus always has a plan. Philip answered him, Two hundred denarii worth of bread would not be enough for each of them to get a little. Okay. So Jesus obviously has a plan. He's testing their faith. And a lot of us are like Philip sometimes. God does all these amazing things in our life, all this amazing stuff around us. Some of us listening to this right now, including myself, probably shouldn't be here, probably shouldn't be alive, probably shouldn't have gotten out of some of the messes I've gotten myself into. I'm not going to speak for you. I'll leave you, let you do that. God does all these miracles all around us. And then what happens when we face the next challenge? God, do you think you can handle this? Jesus healed the paralyzed man by the pool. I think he can make some sandwiches for these folks. But yet the disciples are wondering how he's going to do it. Verse 8. One of the, his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There's a boy who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are they for so many? Jesus said, to, said, have the people sit down. Now there was much grass 
in this place. So the men sat down about 5,000 in number. So Philip is like, he's doing, he's the mathematician of the bunch. He's doing the math and he says, 200 denarii couldn't feed these people. And to give you some context for what 200 denarii is, uh, a day's pay was one denarii. And we know that from Matthew chapter 20, when we see the parable where the uh, workers in the vineyard are getting a denarii a day. So 200 denarii, imagine working from January 1st to July 19th <laughs> and spending that in one day. So that's a lot of money. That's what, that's what Philip's saying there. He goes, it's going to take almost a year's wages to feed these folks. And Jesus, of course, doesn't bat an eye. He says, just have them, have them sit down there. Then Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to those who were seated. So also the fish, as much as they wanted. And when they had eaten their fill, he told his disciples, gather up the leftovers that nothing may be lost. I want to point something out here. This is the first takeaway. We're going we're gonna to go through three different takeaways here. And I don't want to get ahead of this one. Because Jesus is there. There's a huge crowd. He says, not only are we going to minister to these folks, but we're going to feed them too. And of course, wide-eyed, the disciples look at him. And they look to a young boy. And the young boy has a couple loaves of bread, a couple fish. And the unsung hero here is this boy's mom who packed his lunch that day, who's going to be happy that it was used for good purposes, right? All you moms out there, you get serious about your lunches. I know I can speak for my wife. Uh, of Spanish woman, you do not leave food on the table. You eat everything, right? Otherwise, you're in trouble. I tell my kids, don't bring the food home. You're going to hear about it. Now, all jokes uh, aside, she packs him a lunch, and that's the only food in the whole place. And Jesus says, that'll be enough. And that's the first takeaway I want us to go into today with. Understanding that the mission at hand is almost always going to require more than you have. Will you trust God? I'll say it again. The mission today for you is going to require more than you have. Are you willing to trust God with what you have. Let's keep going. So they gathered them up, filled the 12 baskets. So Jesus does the miracle. He takes the bread, he takes the fish, and he feeds every single person in the whole place. Now they gather up and they fill 12 baskets with fragments from the five barley loaves and left by those who had eaten. And when the people saw what he had done, they said, indeed, the prophet who has come into the world and perceiving that they may take him by force and make him king, Jesus withdrew again by himself to the mountain. So he does this miracle. He feeds everybody. And of course, everybody is just going all over the place. I want to point out something else about the young boy because I'm not done with him yet. The first takeaway is what? The mission in front of you is almost always going to require more than what you have. And if you're not trusting God, it's always going to be more than you're willing to spend. 
It's always going to be more than you're willing to spend if you're not trusting God. Because if it depends on you, it's not going to get done. But with God, all things are possible. Takeaway number two, let's look, let's focus on this young man who is willing to give up his lunch. Godly provision can come from the least likely of places. When you face impossible challenges, be aware. Well, I wouldn't say impossible challenges. When you face a challenge that seems impossible, be aware. Because God will use avenues that you would never expect. Be aware. Because God doesn't always do things the way you and I believe it could be done. And you know why he does that? So we know it's him that did it. And that we can increase our faith. Because faith pleases God. And faith is good for us because when our faith is strong, right? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. And when our faith is strong, there's nothing impossible to us. Bible says that faith the size of a mustard seed could move a mountain. And then in that evening, his disciples went down to the sea and got into the boat, started across the sea to Capernaum. It was dark. Jesus had not come with them. So they're on their own. Got in the boat. They headed out. Jesus didn't go with them. He stayed back. And the sea became rough because a strong wind was blowing. And when they rode about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the water and coming near the boat. And they were frightened. But he said to them, it is I, do not be afraid. Then they were glad to take him into the boat. And immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. So that evening, they're out there on the boat. Starts getting really rough. And here comes Jesus. Now, was Jesus? Did Jesus wake up and frantically run out to them? No, he gets up and he walks across the water because Jesus was always with them, just like Jesus is always with you. And you may be in some turbulent times. You may be surrounded by a storm. Water may get rough. But I ask you, I encourage you to recall the times where Jesus came through, whether it was. Just making sure you had something to eat, making sure you had a roof over your head, making sure you had enough strength to get to the next day. And a lot of days, like that little boy, you don't have enough. You don't have enough to get it done on your own, but give what you have and let God do the rest. That's takeaway number three. And maybe takeaway number four is when things get rough. Keep an eye out. Be aware Jesus is right there. Jesus is coming to your life today to help you to quiet the storms. In other Gospels, they get a little bit more into what he does with the storm, how he calms the storm. Peter gets out on the water, gets crazy out there. But I want to encourage you with these three things today. Is that the mission in front of you is almost always going to require, if you're following anything in your life that is worthwhile, it's going to be more than you have or more than you think you have. But when you trust God, you realize you have a lot more. Because I've said it before, and I'll say it again, at the end of what you can do begins the infinite possibility, everything that God can do. And don't be surprised with takeaway two, when God's provision comes from the least likely of places. He will use things in this world you never expect. 
because he can. God can do anything. He can use anything. So never doubt. Even when it looks like there's no way, God's going to make a way. And when you reflect on your life and you look at what you have to give, almost always because it take away one, it's not going to be enough. But if your goals and objectives and plans in life don't stretch you beyond what you think you can do for yourself, I'm telling you, they're not big enough. But if you'll trust God, he'll expand them. He'll expand what you believe you can do. And you wait and see what he does through you. So give to God. Just take what you have, what you have today, what you have to give, take it, put it in his hands and watch what he does with it. So we're coming up on our 1%. We did pretty good on time today. We did really good on time today. I want to pray with you. I want to encourage you as we go into this day, because I believe that you're going to come across some challenges and don't get mad at me for saying that, but you're going to know that even when it seems like it's more than you can handle, it's not more than he can handle. So put it in his hands. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you that you're with us in the storms, that you're with us when we're hungry. You're with us when we face the things in life that seem impossible. And we know that you can make a way. So as we go into this day, wherever we're going, whether we're going to work, whether we're going to store, whether we're here, wherever we go, let us remember that you're with us every step and that you're the way maker. You make a way where there seems like there is no way. And because of that, we're confident in you. Just tell them that today. Say, God, I am confident in you. Today is going to be an awesome day in Jesus' mighty name. I'm Pastor J.D. Ambrosio. You are listening to The 1% Christian. We are going to finish up John chapter 6 tomorrow. I love you guys, and I will see you then.